1: On today's show, deer often become frozen in the headlights of an oncoming car. And the same can be true for investing when you freeze and don't know what to do. Today, the risk of investing.
0: This is the Get Ready for the Future Show.
1: Welcome into the Get Ready for the Future Show. Uh, John Shrewsbury in for Scott Inman. He is uh, taking a little bit of time off to recover from uh, some some illness that he has, and Janet Walker is back on yes, the show. Yes, Look at
2: this. A- after being off for several weeks, I, I had a, a long-awaited, long-needed surgery, and I'm back and and ready to talk a whole lot. So get your listening ears on because they wouldn't let me have a mic for a long time. So I'm ready. And Tim Keefer from our West
1: Little Rock office has drawn the unfortunate short straw of being here when Janet's ready to talk. <laughs> ready to talk. Uh, that Tim, you act-
2: get the day off. There's a mic in front of you, but you don't even have to talk, man. Well, I'm okay with that. You time just time smile time. and nod. That's probably the I'll thing that, that we can do. And I was telling Janet
1: uh, as we were getting ready to uh, do the show today that it's kind of almost old school. John and Janet back on the radio together without yeah. Scott. Uh, Scott usually is anchoring the show, but with him out, I have to step into that role. And so uh, Tim gets to tag along here. So uh, uh, welcome to the show, Tim. Well, it's good to be here. Absolutely, let's talk about risk because obviously we've got lots of risk these days, and uh, it is no uh, secret that the stock market has just kind of lost its mind and yeah. is down on a year-over-year basis somewhere between twenty and twenty-five percent, depending on which index you look at. And it's clear that that you know stock investing has always been a risky business, but guys, these. Uh, bouts of risk seem to come after long periods of time where we've had positive performance and I'm not sure that that doesn't make it even worse when we have a big downturn like we've had since about December of last year. Uh, you know when it when it's good it's really good but yeah. when it's bad it's really bad.
2: Yeah we we have a tendency to think when when things occur for you know Weeks and months and then ultimately years on end that it's permanent. Uh, But the direction of the stock market, whichever direction it's going, is never permanent. And so you have to be prepared for that change, whether it's going down and you're prepared for it to go up or whether it's going up and you're prepared for it to go down. That is very important in your overall planning for your finances. And, Tim, the conundrum that people find themselves in is that
1: they know that investing gets them really good returns, but there's also this risk that, that people get almost buffaloed into uh, when the market is down because they want to eschew risk and they want to get out of equities at just the wrong
3: time. No, well, everyone likes it when the market's going up and they see their balances going up. But when it goes down, I mean, they start freaking out and, and they make the wrong decisions at the wrong times. And, and that's either moving all their money over to the sideline. And really locking in those losses or even cutting back on the contributions that they're making to their retirement plans at work. When things are on sale, you really want to contribute more. And my brother called me about a month ago and he said, you know, I reduced my contributions from 10% to 5% earlier in the year. But with the market going down, I think I need to raise them back up so I can buy some more shares. And I, he says, is that correct? And I said, you're absolutely right on. Yeah, absolutely. But but it it's just counterintuitive uh, to a
1: lot of people. There, here's a statistic that's really interesting. About 61% of adults say that they find investing in the stock market scary and intimidating.
2: Yeah, you know one of the most important jobs that i believe we have here tim is is dealing with the emotion of people we talk about being emotional financial coaches many times Because people call in in a panic or they come in to meet us for the very first time in a panic. And frankly, right now, there are a lot of people who are scared to take any action at all. Um, There are people who have contacted us and said, hey, I've never met with somebody. I want to meet, but not right now because I'm scared. And so we wind up doing a lot of coaching, Tim. A lot of it's
3: education. And unfortunately, a lot of our clients... And the, Through the education we've given them, they know what the right thing to do is, and they need us to reassure them that they're doing the right thing. But it is hard. It's um, a very difficult time to watch over the last nine months where there really hasn't been any good place to hide, whether it's the bond market or the stock market. Both are down, but if you're sitting on the sidelines, inflation's at 8%, so you're losing there as well. So it's been a hard, very hard year.
2: You know, if we rewind uh, the clock to the last time that people were in this degree of, of panic or fear, uh, I, I think that that would take us back to 2008. And uh, we were we were around then, John, and, and we remember for many years uh, people sitting on the sidelines in cash, those who were scared to get back in the market, were just sitting on the sidelines in cash for an elongated period of time. And many of them missed that, that run-up. And so while we're not saying that you need to be you know, all-in in, in the market, we are saying that really there's, there's never a point when you need to be all-out either. Janet, one in four
1: people say today it's a good time to invest in stocks. But I think if you understand the dynamic of how the market works – it's really not about a time of the market, meaning uh, timing the market to get in at a certain time or get out at a certain time. It is really the time that you spend in the market that is your benefactor. Uh, The the key in looking at this is that over time, the the market has always given us good returns, Mm -hmm. but it does require patience and time.
2: Well, you know, it goes back to the the concept we always talk about the difference between saving and investing, that, that saving is short term and investing is long term. And when and and how do you define that over what period of time? Well, what people are looking at now on their investments, they're looking at a short time period. And I saw somebody who posted recently about, you know, the, the old joke about my 401k has become a 201k. And and they were looking at what has happened this year. And, so, and they were looking at the S&P 500 just as a generic marker of what's going on. And I just replied with a picture of what the S&P has done in the past five years. And that's still in the green. But we get this myopic focus on I hit this high point and I'm down below it. But you know what? You're still north of where you were before the downturn. And you've got to believe if you're going to invest, you've got to believe in the long term viability of the market.
1: Tim, let's define what long term is. Then I want to talk a little bit more about that five year picture that Janet just drew there. Uh, But long term to us is really equity investing
3: over at least 10, maybe even 15 years. Right. The um, plans that we create and using the budgeting or segmenting strategy, um, we don't use equities, 100% equities, until usually that 10 to 15 year segment and on out, because we know over a long period of time, exactly what Janet has said, that the market has historically gone up. Now, we do have some equity positions, maybe a small 20%, 40% in some of those shorter um, time frames that we use. Of course, we talked about how the bonds have also gone down this year. So, you know, those first segments have been hit a little bit, but they're down maybe 4 or 5%, 10% versus those equity positions down 25%. And that, that's what we have to make sure that when we are looking at those accounts that are down so much mm-hmm. that we remember those are long-term. We have lots of time for it to come back and if we can hold off on you know selling something and in our plans we usually have at least a year's worth of cash so we're able to push the selling of that and actually locking in those losses down the road you know we're able to really control when we sell things and that's really the whole goal of our plans Janet, you
1: alluded to this, but let me uh, kind of draw this out a little bit further. I was literally looking at a graph of the S&P 500 not long ago. And if you look at the trend line from five years ago yeah. up until COVID, we were, we were making pretty good progress and things were, were just fine. Then COVID hit. And then you had this anomaly, this big downturn, 38%, I believe it was, that we went down on the 500 during that short period of time of 2020 uh, when COVID hit. Then we had this big rebound back up. Well, let's think through what happened during this time. First of all, all the supply chains got cut. Yeah. No, the production ground to a halt in America and around the world because of COVID. So when you have all the supply chains shut down, then your uh, your supply of goods and services basically contracts to almost nothing because people are continuing to consume things during that time. But your your inventory, if you will, is fairly low. Then here come the government with all the money, all the stimulus Mm -hmm. packages and everything. So you have this classic inflation setup, too much money chasing too few goods. And so you had this anomaly run up in the market that ended in 2021 when uh, everybody all of a sudden woke up and went, oh, wow, you know, there's not this endless supply of money out here that we can right. just keep spending and paying, I don't know, 25 or 30% more for houses and cars and things of that nature. Then all of a sudden reality set in and the market corrected. But if you look from a point-to-point basis – and you look at where we were five years ago, and you look where we are today, and you cut out those two anomalies of COVID and then the inflation anomaly, then we basically are where we would have been if things had kept trucking along that trend line of that five, uh, that first three or four years of that five-year period.
2: And to clarify when for our listeners, when you say when you cut those out, I mean, the impact of those is still there. If, right. you, if you just, yeah, it, it, the valleys still occurred but on a point-to-point basis, we're on track. That's yeah.
1: right. And and that doesn't make a 25% downturn in equities over the last year, Tim, feel any better. Right. Because if you're looking through the knothole, as I like to say, then that's all you're seeing. But you've got to have the perspective of, number one, what's your long-term plan? And then secondly, what is your plan as far as your income is concerned?
3: Absolutely. I saw a headline this morning that the market rarely gives average returns in a year. So, you're going to be up, you're going to be down. But over the long term, you do have those average returns that the market has done. Guys, I want to go back to uh, something
1: Janet said early in the show. And that was, you know, people thinking, I'm just going to wait until the market settles down.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, how do you determine when that is, when you've had a big run up and things get more, quote unquote, back to normal? Well, the fact is, if you miss those good days, those early on yeah. good days, then you water down your overall long-term rate of return.
2: I mean, you, you've you really got to look at the the Warren Buffett rule of investing that when everybody else is scared and they're wanting to run out, that's when it's time to run in and and be invested. And the reverse is true as well. When everybody else is overconfident, that's probably when you want to sit a little bit on the sidelines at that point it really is important to be able to set aside the emotions of investing, which frankly is very hard for any individual. Uh, This is one of the reasons, guys, that we use each other as our own financial advisors. You know, we're not handling our own finances because the emotion of it is real. Even with all the facts that we know, the emotion is very real, and we understand and respect that, but we also know the reality of Hey, we need a coach whispering in our ear about what really needs to happen here,
1: guys. I want to talk a little bit about the the uh, ready to retire process and our strategy that we use here at Gen Wealth. Of course, the Gen Wealth difference is that we are education driven, strategy based, and team delivered those three things make what we deliver to our clients relatively unique in the financial services industry. And so when I look at at the strategy that we use for people who are retiring and and are getting ready to retire, you could listen to the show and think that we're all in on equities. But that is really far from the case on what how we design uh, the ready to retire
3: process. Well, we definitely like equities because that's going to help us you know, really get down and overcome inflation and some other things and give raises during retirement. But there are so many other investments. And, and Scott and I, when we're in our meeting room, you know, we always talk about the toolbox that we have and all mm-hmm. the tools that we have in it. And a lot of advisors have those same tools. Some some may not if they don't have the same licenses. But we want to make sure we sit down with you and find out where where you are, what your goals are, and build a plan for you. And then once that plan is developed, then we can go to the toolbox and get the tools we need to actually implement the plan.
2: So, guys, let's, let's talk a little bit more about equities because, like you said, John, we're you know it could seem like we're all gung ho about it. Our point is use it where you're supposed to use it. If you were all-in equities in your 401k and it now looks like a 201k, well, it's because you were all-in equities and you weren't diversified. You know the whole deal about Mama always told you not to put all your eggs in one basket. Where we use equities is over a timeline where if, let's say that you're retired right now, it's day one of your retirement. You don't need all of your money on day one. You need the first year's worth and then you need the second year's worth, etc., so those dollars that you're going to use in the first 5, 10, and 15 years are treated differently that those longer-term dollars, when you get to that 15-year marker, we are able then to use the equity markets in, at that point. Because guys, think about it. You can't find a 15-year time period where we have the issues that people are in a panic about right now. It just It's not there. its it, it, We haven't seen that. And so... It's okay to use equities when you're looking at that longer term, but I believe that many people who are in a panic about the market have their investments overall, pretty much 100%, exposed to the risk, not just in the stock market, but in the bond market as well. And what you were
1: alluding to, Janet, is statistically correct. There's never been a rolling period of time of 15 years or more that you've seen a negative rate of return in the stock market, which basically says equities are for the long term. Give it time. But you also have to have intermediate term and short term investments. Right now, the intermediate term investments that we're using, mostly in real estate and things of that nature, have done very well. And when you composite all of that together, then our clients have seen less volatility when they have the, the diversified portfolio that we prescribe. They've seen less volatility of their overall portfolio than what they may
3: be hearing about on television. Absolutely. I think the diversified portfolio has gone a long way this year, especially those that um, have, have the um, the real estate in their program, because that has actually been positive this year. Inflation is a good thing for um rent increases and lease payment increases. I know we've also met with a number of clients that, um, or prospects, if you want to call it that, that have had their 401k go down 25 or 30 percent because they're all in equities. And we build a plan for them. They like the plan, but they're not quite ready to move forward because they say, I want to wait until my balance comes back. And when is that going to happen?
2: So this is something that years ago that uh, John and I used to talk with people about that Uh, If you imagine yourself in a a high-rise building and, you know, there's more than one elevator, obviously, in a high-rise building, maybe you were up uh, pretty high. Maybe you were on the the 100th floor and you came down in elevator A and now you're on the 75th floor. Well, you can get out of that elevator and, you know what, you can go back up in a different one. You don't have to go back up in the same elevator that you came in. So, okay, what does that mean in English? What does it have to do with investing? You came down in value in the investments that you were holding. Those investments may or may not be what you want to ride back up in over time. So it's okay to make the change even when your investments are down in value. If change needs to happen, it needs to happen.
1: Guys, I want to shift for just a second and talk about something that I see happening right now as a result of Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and then COVID and and that type of thing, and 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 a lack of education. So let's go back to the old uh, presidential campaign uh, fodder that was out there many years ago, uh, where I don't even remember who was running, but they they very clearly said this generation will be the generation that that, that doesn't have the financial success that their that their parents had, mm-hmm. and you know they made a big deal about that. But I am really concerned for the millennial generation in particular, and maybe even some Gen Xers that have been scared out of the stock market because they witnessed 2008, 2009, they witnessed the hardships that maybe their family went through and what have you, and they haven't been properly educated. Because what you see today is a number of those folks just eschewing any kind of investments in the stock market and really taking way more risk and and maybe uh, investing in cryptocurrency or something like that because they think that somehow the stock market is jinxed or whatever and they just can't make any money in it because they have very short-term perspective.
3: Let's talk about the effect that that could have on this generation. Well, a lot of it's a microwave culture. We want things to happen Mm -hmm. quickly. So, you know you're always have the you know the FOMO the fear of missing out and that was bitcoin a while back and of course those that jumped in to it when it was 55 60,000 now when it it's 19 or 20 yeah uh, they wish they yeah. would have missed out on it but um, there is you know i think a lot of the younger folks too and even some people not much different than my age i mean they're living day to day they they're able to go out and deliver for the different things you know just um, Make it a quick buck. Make a quick buck, make enough Mm -hmm. to last a day or two, and then, you know, take some time off and then go back and do it again because they can just get in and out. And there's no long-term thinking, no long-term perspective, and and they're going to have to continue doing that for the rest of their lives. Janet, I've got to believe this is because of a lack of education. We're not doing a really good
1: job in this country of educating people on how their 401k works. How yeah. the stock market works, the dollar cost averaging, the cow story. Uh, you know, maybe we ought to, like, I don't know, uh, <laughs> duplicate the cow story and go out on the street corner and hand it out or something. Yeah. Because I think that that is really very fundamental. It's almost like uh, the fundamental, uh, you know, use of your of your cell phone or or driving a car or something like that. If you're going to build wealth, then you've got to understand the vehicles that you have at your disposal
2: so since you're using the vehicle analogy let's go there for just a minute um we all have uh kids who have learned how to drive and have lived through it so we're celebrating this (laughs) and maybe more importantly mom and dad all lived through it because we were concerned about heart attacks and such so anyway we've been through that process but, you know, there's no way when they were at the point where they were starting to drive, there's no way that any of us as parents would have gone, hey, here's the keys, good luck with that. By the way, the owner's manual is, is in the glove box if you need it. You probably don't even know what a glove box is, but it's in there. So uh, there's there's no way that we would have done that because it is a significant risk. Now, it also has a significant opportunity. That vehicle is what they're going to use to drive to get an education. They're going to use that to drive to get a, a employment and to earn a paycheck and to buy whatever they need or want. It's very important that they know how to utilize this tool, but there's danger in it too. So we teach them. But think about retirement. For some reason, as a society in general, we don't teach about retirement. It's the most valuable tool that you have available to you for your future. There is nothing your house included, there is nothing in the lives of most people that has more value monetarily than their retirement assets. Yet we never teach them how to use it. So I'm just going to go ahead and say we weren't even planning on t- on covering this, but if you're a business owner and you've got a retirement plan, and you feel like your people need some education, give us a call. We'll help you with that. We are super passionate about education. If you're a business owner, and you don't have a retirement plan, we can help you with that. And if you're an individual, and you go, I don't understand what I have, guess what? That's okay. Most people don't come on in, we're education driven, and we're going to sit down and walk through it and explain it to you in a way that makes sense. And there's no such thing as a stupid question. I believe that just like education about how to drive is your vehicle, so to speak, to get you where you want to go. The same thing is true about education about your retirement. Let me take a
1: counterpoint for just a second. If I'm sitting out there and I am scared about the market, I go, I'm just gonna find some other way to deal with this there really isn't any other way to deal with the two issues that you've got to address in terms of uh, your retirement or your financial independence, if you want to call it that. One of them is longevity. And the other is certainly inflation. We know about inflation. But the question is, what are you going to do about it? I I think, Tim, when you see six, eight percent inflation, that scares the bejeebies out of everybody because we haven't had that in a while. But it's almost uh, counterintuitive that people are are running from the stock market at
3: a time when they really should be taking advantage of it. I think the last time they had the hyperinflation like that, interest rates were very high as well. And, you know, our interest rates have gone up, but we're not Mm -hmm. getting anywhere close to what the inflation rate is. So you do have to do something else, and you can't just sit on the sidelines. And so that really is investing And, and taking the time to understand that, taking the time to meet with someone that can help you understand that and help you walk through that process Again, it's not throwing everything into the stock market at one time. It's it's really being able to lay out a strategy, lay out a plan for you and to be able to identify when do the when do those equities need to be used? When does something else need to be used? And that's what we do for our clients every day.
1: Janet, I get it. People get, you know, scared into reacting because constantly the media is telling you that the sky is falling, yeah. your phones telling you the sky is falling, your statements are telling you the sky is falling but i think you've got to say okay number 1 do i have a strategy and secondly do i have the education that's necessary to run that strategy had a had a call from from one of our clients uh, not too long ago going what are we going to do about this and my answer was not meant to be smart mouth or anything but i said we've already done it we've yeah. already yeah. set you up in a strategy that was built anticipating right that we were going to have times like this
2: because guys we weren't shocked by this it, you know the the exact timing of a downturn i i guarantee you we don't know that okay if if we did we'd all be bazillionaires but the point is we know that it's going to happen again We know that each time it happens, the reason is a little bit different, but if we're planning for these long-term time periods for equities and shorter-term time periods for non-equities, then it's okay. It doesn't matter that the equity portion is down if we don't need that for another 15 years. It's okay, we can give it time. So again, that strategy is just so important to be able to have that in place so that you know how to respond, or maybe more importantly, that you don't need to respond if you've already got the strategy in place and
3: these times are not fun you know no, it's not, it yeah. not a fun time right now and again there hasn't been any place to hide but we have to have the plan we have to stick to the plan and we just can't randomly get in and out of things
2: mm-hmm.
3: one of our principles here at Wealth that we run our
1: company on is that we do not fear and fear is one of those things, uh, we have that as a business principle because we know that fear will be something that will talk you out of yeah. a good decision.
2: Fear or, will Or be, into a bad decision.
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. Into a bad decision. I think the same can be said for the situation that people find themselves in today in terms of the stock market. And so how do you counter that fear if you are overwhelmed by all the media and the statements and all the things I just went through? I think maybe the missing element might be a trusted advisor. I think that having someone who, number one, has been there and done that, has been through the ups and downs of the market, has been through past recessions, has been through times that that we weren't real sure that even the country was going to survive. You think about 9-11, yeah. uh, you know, and the the absolute decimation of the financial system in, in in New York City. There was some question as to whether or not the financial system was going to continue to to be there. But we've been there, we've done that, we've had that kind of experience. Tim, let's talk about how a trusted advisor can come alongside
3: someone and be the antidote to fear. Well, it's really, you know, once you have the plan and, you know, that's the main thing. And, and once that plan is identified and laid out and then it really meets all your goals in retirement, we go to our toolbox and get the right investments. We're able to go ahead and have those conversations. And really, just as a reminder, each time we do that, you know, we are invested the way we need to be invested. We have to trust that what's happened over the last 75 to 100 years is going to happen again. And and even though it might be difficult at times to look at those statements, and I've had a lot of clients call and say, you know, we're concerned. You know, we hear all this, and whether it's about the the politics that are all going on or the interest rates with the Fed and inflation, there's so many different things that um are really the sounding boards. And, you know, you, you see the headlines every day, you know, the market tumbles and, They use those, um, words that are going to, those trigger words, those trigger Mm -hmm. words are going (laughs) to catch you, and it, and it makes you fear. And so being able to just have the conversation and, and almost every time after I've talked to somebody, it's like, I'm glad I talked to you. It makes me feel a little bit better, you know, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that, that you can still sleep at night because we've invested the way we need to, according to the plan, you're still getting your monthly check. And, and that's really what's important to you because, You know, you're able to pay your bills and you're able to go do the things you want to do as far as vacations or taking care of the grandkids or whatever that might be. And as long as you're getting that check and as long as your income is still coming in, um, and that's what our goal is to provide you income throughout your entire retirement, then things are good. Janet, I think uh, for some perspective is
1: really good at times like this. And I think that if people will just pause for a moment Mm -hmm. and say, "Okay, I'm not going to trade the urgent for the important. I'm not going to focus on the urgency of the moment. I'm going to focus on the importance of the strategy.
2: Right. Let me talk about the strategy for just a minute. I I had a a gentleman who came in um, several years ago, who was terrified of investing just completely beyond reason, not like just needed a little bit of education, but was completely terrified of investing. And we talked through it, and he said, look, I've got a plan, and and I don't have to invest. And I I said, okay, tell me what your plan is. And he said, look, here's the total amount of money that I have, and here's what I can get in a fixed interest rate, and I'll just pull that out every year, and I'll be okay. I can live on that much. And I said, you can live on that much this year. And just let him think through it. And and I said, so how much did milk cost 10 years ago? What about 20 years ago? What about a gallon of gas? And it began to soak in with him. We continued to talk through it. He was so laser beam focused on the risk of equities in the stock market. That he was completely blind to the risk of inflation. And guys... We we want to balance those out like there's if, if we focus entirely on one, we're going to get blindsided by the other and the reverse is true. You have to be able to balance them out in your plan.
1: And let's talk about that plan. Our trademark ready to retire process is the strategy that we use to take you from wherever you are right now. Maybe you're just starting on your financial journey. Uh, The ready to retire process will get you headed in the right direction. Maybe you're getting ready to retire. Maybe retirement was on your radar for 2023, but you're now frozen with fear in 2022 because of what's going on in the stock market. There is no need to do that you really should have a strategy that works for you. So the ready to retire process focuses on seven key areas. I'm just going to walk through these guys uh, for just a minute. Number one is create a written plan on paper on purpose, you lay out your plan on paper and and uh, adhere to that strategy, regardless of what may be going on day to day in the market, you maximize social security as step number two. Number three, consider a hybrid retirement. A lot of people are doing this slow fade into retirement right now. And I think that's really good for a lot of people because it takes pressure off their Mm -hmm. portfolio. It allows them to stay engaged. There's lots of benefits to that hybrid retirement. Also, protect against inflation. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about equities today on the show. Protecting against inflation is what equities and real estate does in your portfolio, because those two asset classes have historically outpaced inflation, even when inflation was higher than it is right now. So you need that that element in your portfolio. Secured, guaranteed lifetime income. You want to meet your monthly obligations with monthly predictable income. And analyzing that and making sure that you have the money to pay those monthly obligations that you're going to have in a retirement, that those things continue. Things like a house mortgage, taxes, insurance, all of the things those things are, are addressed with guaranteed lifetime income. You've also got a plan for your future health care, long term care, things of that nature, and defended against taxes, because we know taxes are going to increase. Guys, the ready to retire process is something that we have crafted here at Wealth to provide to all of our clients, regardless of where they are in their journey. They certainly have that opportunity if they give us a call. And, and Janet, I know that that's something that we've worked on for a, a tremendous amount of time here at Genwell so that we have a very clear written process to take them through.
2: Right. All you need to do is give us a call. Toll-free number is 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. <laughs>
1: You've been gone seven weeks. Nailed it. And she times it out <laughs> just perfectly. You heard the bell, uh, and that uh, obviously calls a halt to our discussion. And we uh, go to final thoughts, and we'll start with Tim on the final thoughts. Tim?
3: Well, I really believe your future is worth the investment, and we want to be able to help you take that step forward, whether that's you know just getting started with something as a 401k at work or an IRA, or whether that's going into retirement, we want to be able to step there, step in there, and help you. And it's, it's not going to help you to sit on the sideline and um, to be f- afraid of what the market's doing right now. So be able to really help educate and provide some, you know, relief maybe as far as what your concerns are. So give us a call and we'd be glad to help, Janet.
2: You know, people say I'm a former teacher. I don't believe that there is such a thing. Once a teacher, always a teacher. You just maybe change subject and change students. I believe that education is the antidote to fear. People fear things that they do not understand. So if you're fearful about retirement, really, the antidote, the solution is education. Just reach out to us and we can help you through that.
1: Guys, my final thought is the risk of inaction is really greater than the risk of action. And stepping into something without a plan certainly is not anything that we would recommend. But stepping into something with a plan, with a strategy, with education, with a team to help you does make sense. These are scary times. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world, but there's been a lot going on in the world in the past to have an experienced team along with you, I think makes total sense. And you've got an opportunity to do that. And if you're ready to maybe just stick your toe in it, so to speak, you can contact us uh, to get a quick checkup on your retirement status right now by going to 15minuteretirement.com. And or you could text the word checkup to 501-381-5228. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. We will see you again next time. Again, give us a call if we can help you. 501-653-7355.
0: Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, leave us a rating and review. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24 7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866 653 PLAN. That's 866 653 7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.